The Thrive Podcast. Led by faith to elevate His name, encourage the body of Christ, enrich our families, and serve our brothers and sisters through hard work and with integrity, bringing glory to God. This is how we thrive. And now, your host, Casey Mallorca. Welcome back to the Thrive Podcast. Today, we got a great episode for you. It's a prophecy that uh, Pastor Crystal Kerchunas and Deacon Amanda Mott have been receiving over the last couple of years, and it is very exciting, and it can be a little scary, you know. And I know that Pastor Crystal, even in it, said she didn't want to be Debbie Downer, but you know what? You got to think about it this way. This is the Lord's Word, and it should comfort us to know that the Bible is being fulfilled, that God's word is being fulfilled before our very eyes. And if we believe and we repent, we have nothing to worry about. And so I want you to put that deep down in your heart, that the idea is that, you know, if you know him, this should be good news that he is fulfilling his word. And I I know in my earlier years, I I worried about a lot of stuff and I just wasn't into church, the Christian thing. I remember that time. And looking back on that, it's almost embarrassing because I I kind of sit there and go, wow, I had my hands in my pockets. And, you know, sometimes I'll see people singing with their hands in their pocket or I'll see them, you know, not getting excited about some of the things of the Lord. I have to be reminded and God reminds me of this constantly. Have grace for those people because that used to be you. So I'm telling you now, if you are one of those people, don't take that. I'm not condemning you. I'm not judging you. Please hear my heart. I'm telling you that this is the time to get excited. This is the time to get right with God. This is the time to spread the word. And I want you to hear it in me that I used to be you. And I used to be the one that, you know, I wasn't, I guess, very Pentecostal. But now, sometimes I can't contain myself. Sometimes I sit there and I just want to start dancing around and bursting. And and those times, I just, I love that feeling. And it's okay. That's what God wants. He wants us to commune with him constantly. He doesn't want us to just take communion and move along. He wants us to always be with him, always be in his presence. And I I know that's been a theme lately in these episodes. And I think that's because that's what God wants us to hear. He wants us to be in his presence, to know him, and and bring everything to him. If you don't know Jesus or what we're talking about, if you're hearing this for the first time, it's going to be scary. I implore you, don't run. Run to Jesus. Don't run from it. Run to Jesus. This is the time. Take this opportunity to get to know our Lord and Savior, and I promise you, that he will take care of you. He says it all throughout scripture. Just trust in him. All right, well, enough about me and enough about all that. (laughs) Let's get started with the word that God has given Pastor Crystal and Amanda. Today in the studio, we have welcomed back Pastor Crystal Kachunas from Faith and Victory Church and Deacon Amanda Mott from Faith and Victory Church. Welcome, ladies. Thank you, Casey. Thank you. 
Well, today is a special episode in that, you know, last time we had them in here, we were talking more about prophecy as a general term and what it is. And if you don't know what that is, I encourage you to go back and listen to the two episodes where we discussed that. Today, it's going to be some specific prophecy that the Lord has put on their hearts through visions, dreams, and words. And so today, I'm going to turn it over to these ladies, and they're going to discuss some of the prophecy that they've received. All right. Thank you, Casey. Um, thank you for being here and allowing us to come and just be a part of this and, and uh, actually um, listening to us because, you know, I think we said this before, sometimes you just feel a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and you feel a little bit uh, weird and uncomfortable. And honestly, you know, um, when the Lord showed you things that are going to come, uh, it's it's a little um, unnerving sometimes. And so um, I, I praise God for Amanda that the Lord has brought her into my midst, just, just if anything, to give me encouragement oh, that God. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> praise God. <laughs> I'm not going crazy when, no. I, when I see and hear these things from the Lord. So um, we talked about uh, prophecy before, and um, we just... Today we have some specific things that we just wanted to share. We felt like it was time to share with the body. Um, a lot of this stuff I have preached from the pulpit, and I know that Amanda has shared on her blog site and maybe even in a video or something on Facebook. Maybe you've shared that. We just kind of want to conglomerate and put this stuff together. And so um, I'm just going to start out with yeah. the with the most recent thing that I've seen, and we're going to kind of backtrack and show you the things that God has um, God has spoken to us and God has shown us as these things are developing in America. A couple, how long ago was it? Maybe a month ago? Yeah, it was about like a month that. ago. A month ago, um, I had had a vision in the middle of the night, and um, visions are a little bit different than dreams. I was awake when this happened, but something kind of comes over your body and you go into a kind of a trance. Like I said, it's weird. God is supernatural. I can't explain it, okay? Just, just roll with it. And so I was in this vision-like trance, and um, I was standing on the earth, and as I was standing there, a golden statue that was probably 30 feet high came up out of the earth. And I began looking at it, and I was really in awe of it, and I I expected it to talk, and I was just kind of looking to see if it was going to do anything. And I stood there for a long time, and it had its, um, it was a modern day statue, but um, it had it had a really different look on its face, and its arms were positioned in a certain way. And I watched it for a while. And, and like I said, I had this like awe feeling of kind of what's this mean type thing. Like this is a big deal. This just, this is not, not in a fearful way, but in a way of this needs to be, you know, like thought about this needs to be taken seriously type awe. And then I heard a voice from heaven say 14 years. And so I came out of that and the next day, I contacted Amanda, and I began telling her this dream. And as I was telling her this dream, she got on her computer, and I was like, I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm looking up golden statues. I'm just being practical. Seemed logical to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I began, um, I was like, oh, well, that's a good idea. And so I began Googling golden statues, and we were looking at different things and different, you know, there's different dictators that have golden statues and stuff. And one caught my eye immediately, and it was a statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And its arms were folded the exact way that I had told Amanda. 
And I had explained, I had, and I, right, as God is my mm-hmm. witness, I had told her that before I saw the picture. And I said, that's it. I said, that's what I saw was this Nebuchadnezzar. And so we started talking about it and what, what it should mean, right? And I just want to read in, in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, there's, a, there's, there's two beasts. There's a beast that comes up out of the sea. And this beast... Um, the sea represents nations. It represents a time of turbulence. Um, it's different than the earth. It's not an actual man. It is a government system that comes up out of the sea. Uh, most people believe it's kind of a religious government system mixed. This is the first beast that, that will come up out of the sea. And then in verse 11 of chapter 13, it says, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. The one that comes up out of the lamb, this is the false prophet. So this is the one that is leading people to that government system, that is leading people to this religious system. And ultimately, it will be to a man that we give allegiance. Not I say we, but that the people are man. called to that give man a, gives a, allegiance that to man them. gives allegiance to. Yeah. It says, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs, which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. And so I had shared that with Amanda, and I wasn't sure what exactly the 14 years meant. Um, I also shared it with um, another pastor friend of mine, and she said literally that day she had heard a prophetic word from somebody that she knows and trusts, and then it said it was like literally in the days of um, Joseph, where there were seven years of famine and seven years of plenty. And I had told Amanda, I said, I remember preaching a sermon a couple years ago, mm-hmm. right? And you remember that I too, do. Casey. I do. Um, about the black horse being released and that it was bringing famine, but that there was a prosperity coming to the people of God. And it was, it was not to go and spend it was not to spend it upon your desires and your wishes and build your kingdom. It was to get out of debt, yep. which I know you would appreciate. Yep. It's, oh, to yes. get out, it's to get out of debt, and it was to prepare because there was a famine coming. And when, I, when you say famine, I think people think of like an African famine where there's no food growing, but it's a, it's a different kind of famine. It's a, it'll be a famine in the sense that it'll be rare to get food. Either the food prices will be too high and pe- most people can't afford it. And so why why he's given the church an opportunity to gain prosperity in order to see us through those lean times, right? God is so gracious and so good that he always tells his church, he tells his people what he's going to do before he does it. Right. Right? It's just whether or not we're going to listen to that. Yeah. Well, and... um so the other part of that that happened maybe two weeks after that, I was at Faith and Victory Church leading a Bible study, and um, up on the computer was the same image that Crystal and I had said, you know, oh, this is the Nebuchadnezzar statue. And so I thought, oh, Crystal, Pastor Crystal's come in, and she's pulled up this image to look at it more, and maybe she's researching it out, and I didn't think much of it. And so a few days later, we were talking on the phone and I said, oh, were you at church? And you were, you were looking at that image. And she's like, no. 
Yeah, it was pretty interesting. And so um, she she was all it was on which computer. And so we were talking about which computer it was. And and so she gets on Messenger and starts messaging everybody we could think of who would have had access to that computer. And to this point, we still don't know how it got there. We don't know. We don't know how it ended oh, wow. up there. And I wasn't the only one who saw it. Um, there were two other um, members and you know leaders who saw it. I think Pastor Brittany saw it too. You know, the, yeah. on the actual computer. Um, so it was more than just me who saw that it was there. So it it, it was pretty crazy. It was yeah. pretty wild to, was to have it show up in a completely different um, place. And um, going to the to the seven years, I I had a, this epiphany and. This is this is happening live, very live right now. Um, <laughs> I had a word last year, basically exactly lining up with with Crystal's word um, about the timing that it was like a seven upon seven, and that God was going to be, you know, raising us out of debt so that then we could start saving, and um, that's actually basically our family, specifically for our family, has basically almost come to to pass. So that we could start saving. So we actually received almost that exact word a year or two ago to do the exact same thing. You know, it's interesting, too. Uh, I'm going to interject here because after that sermon, a lot of people at the church heard it, listened to it and started doing it. And and me and Jen, probably a month ago, we started thinking because we had just gotten out of debt in May. And we started going through the numbers and went, wait a minute, have you noticed something that's been happening this last year or two? And it's one after another after another of families that are in the church that have completely gotten out of debt except for their house. Yeah. yeah. And it's or, or or completely out of debt. And it's been very interesting that you're absolutely right. It's, it, it, it has it, it, those that heeded it. It is already going out to fruition on that side of it. Well, and and our and our situation specifically, it was quick. It was it was God. You know, we set our mind to it. Obviously, mm-hmm. we partnered with God in that, but it it happened very quickly. And so this is this is a season that's coming upon us quickly to start saving as God makes provision for that to to start preparing and and saving for for what's for what's coming. Yeah, a lot of the stories too that that got out of debt, they they have no other explanation but supernatural yes. ways of how they paid it off and, you know, how they were able to get out of debt, us included. And we still had we thought we still had a couple years to go. And poof, this opportunity came up in order to to do it and and we even thought, I mean, for you know, you had that half second thought of what is this but then we knew immediately what yeah. it was, and we ran yeah. with it. It's like I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna run away from this for, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. Sakes, I'm, I'm gonna run right to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So yeah. And then um, the other, the other um, word that I received, and this is one that I've written about on my, on my blog post, was also almost exactly in line with Crystal's word, which I didn't even connect the dots till her and I met. And then she's like, "You know, you've basically written the same thing." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yes, I have. Look at that." <laughs> And um, this, and mine was a dream. And in the dream, I was out standing in front of a house with a bunch of people and we were entertaining a bunch of people. And then we had to come in the house and try to accommodate all these people. And the room was filled with antiques and all the antiques kept getting knocked over and falling over. And then all of a sudden, 
we started feeling um, the kind of the the ground shaking. And um, one point, crystals in mine almost matched exactly was the sense of something ominous was coming. The, the, the atmosphere fell off to and that happened yeah. in her vision and in my dream. And it was this sense that something's coming. Something is approaching. And mine, I actually heard horses. I heard horses from a distance getting louder and louder and louder. And then everybody running and scattering. And this um, man on a white horse, um, kind of this figure of false peace, coming in and knocking over people. and But there were people either running, getting run over, or were joining. So it was really this picture of false peace coming in and then either people reacting by running away or getting persecuted or by joining in, which is even a little scarier. Um, and the interpretation that we came out of that with was the sense of the the entertainment piece being a huge component in what we're seeing at the ch- in the church corporately the the big body of of Christ that people are longing to be entertained and to not actually engage in change heed these warnings of getting out of debt heed these warnings of um turning and repenting and turning towards the Lord and preparing and um that it that these antiques were were representative of you know the scriptures and of the traditional mm-hmm. ways of of drawing close to the Lord, and that all of those things were getting knocked over, mm-hmm. and that the saints were struggling to keep them intact, and then quickly this figure appears, and um, Nebuchadnezzar, traditionally in the Bible, is a foreign leader. Yes. That's that's yeah. that's what the scripture yeah. talks about. And we're not I I don't think you have a sense. I don't have a sense of specifically the application no, for yours because no. in my dream yeah. that that part might vary a little bit because sure. in my dream mine was clearly a religious leader of some capacity and we're not sure with mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar in your dream what exactly yeah. that is, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're not we're not sure where that parallel lies in that. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's but I mean, even in, in what Amanda had, what Amanda was shown was this infiltration of the church by yes. a spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. The, that that looks good. Yes, it looks good. It looks pretty, but it's attacking those the an- antiquities. Right. It's attacking mm-hmm. those tr- those those grounded things of Christianity. Right. It's attacking marriage. I mean, we've seen yeah. that it's attacking. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. It's attacking God's word. Yeah. Um, I read an article the other day. This uh, guy said he's a Christian, but he doesn't follow the Bible. He doesn't have to because the Bible's just a set of rules. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, so the, those those tra- those not and I don't even want to say traditions, not traditions, those foundational things of yes. Christianity. Yes. You know, I mean, those foundation. I mean, the. um well, explain to them even the the falling away. Yes. Right. Okay. So, um, and the other the other thing about this figure is he was bedecked in gold, so he looked very appealing. He looked very wealthy, and um, that that's part of it too. As there are there is a financial aspect to him as well as he's he's bedecked mm. in gold. Well, mm. and that's the problem these days is we have way too many qualified candidates to fill that position. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, yes. And so <laughs> yeah. we'll never know. And, right? Yeah. And, well, and it very well could be, right, it's not necessarily 
one person it's as it is as 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 a spirit as a spirit rising and both the nebuchadnezzar figure and this figure were bedecked in gold so it that that would almost show even this could be different people but the same spirit underpinning it yeah um but what chris crystal was referencing was that i had been listening to um Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, he is a Christian, but he is um, of Jewish descent. The Messianic Jew. He is a Messianic Jew. Thank you. Yes. And um, powerful, powerful preacher, um, powerful man of God. He he pulls some parallels and prophetic um, writings out of the Bible like nothing I've ever no, seen. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, he has quite a few books out. Um, and I was listening to one of his messages and he was saying that that passage that talks about the falling away from God in the latter days, that if you go back into the Hebrew, that the deep Hebrew meaning of that word is deeper than just a falling away from God. It's actually almost a falling away from identity. So you get into the falling away from men as men and women as women. It goes even deeper. That is the actual meaning of the word. So it's been there. It's right there in scripture. You have to dig and you have to search, but it's there. And those ideas have been there from the beginning. Yeah, that's in uh, Second Thessalonians 2. So you can, if anybody wants to read about that, that's what she's referencing right right there. Yeah, the Greek and the Hebrew and that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're already seeing that. Yes. We're, we're, we're seeing that, right? I mean, and these things, these foundations, right, are, I mean, these are just foundations of God. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, right, he created the male and female. These are foundations of God, right? Mm -hmm. And so that, that spirit is attacking those foundational things of God. Yes. Yes. Right? Um. Uh, and, and, and if you've listened to any of my preaching, I preached, um, when the Lord had shown me the white horse was being released and, you know, in my mind, oftentimes I say this year, this year, you know, and, and while things begin in that year, they continue on. Right. And so the one, um, the, the peace being released, and then I saw the red horse being released and that was the same year of Ferguson. Right. And what the Lord had spoken to me about the red horse was that that um, there would be civil civil war and unrest, civil bloodshed specifically is what the Lord said, civil bloodshed and unrest. And when Jesus said that nations will rise against nations, that's literally translated as race will rise against race. And so that that we're we're seeing that right now, we're seeing um, race rise against race. We're seeing. um I mean, and like I said, I I had no idea that Ferguson was going to happen that year, later on that year, because I I spoke that word in January of that year. I think, I believe it was 2014. And so, and Ferguson happened later on that year. I had no idea. How was I to know, right? I had no idea that was going to happen. And so consequently, since then, we've just been seeing more and more. And and in this day and age of of all of our... um, uh, you know, cell phones and videos and everything. I mean, we, we, we see what's going on in the United States, the, that, you know, the race rising against race. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it feels like the sixties again. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and people say, well, it's not that, it's not that bad, but we, we have a, we're fighting a different fight with the online stuff, with videos, with, with people able to uh, raise their voices in that way. Right. It's, you don't have to take to the streets anymore. You can take your words 
on the internet. You can yep. take, you know, you can take your words in these places and stuff. And there's so much, there's just so much division. And unfortunately, that division is in the church as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and um, these, these things should not be, right? Yes. These things should not be. Yes. Um, I, I believe what, what God has shown us, right, is that uh, America is, is set up for a fall. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and gosh, I hate to be Debbie Downer, right? I feel like, oh, what was, you know, um, and what's interesting is, you know, Jeremiah preached that destruction was coming and the people still had time to repent. But when Ezekiel preached it, there was no more time to repent. He said that is coming. And as much as I have prayed over this and grieved over this and weeped over this and asked the Lord, like, Lord, can you remove this from us? I've. I, I do not receive that from God. And I'm not, God always, I mean, God answers prayers and he hears our prayers, right? And and even Chronicle says, if you will, if my people will seek my face, yes. right? This call by my name, that I will come and I will heal if you will repent. And what what I continually get from the Holy Spirit is that we as a nation have not repented. Yeah. And we as a church in general have not repented. Yeah. You know, even when you see things and devastations, you don't see people saying, man, we need to repent. No. We need to gather and repent. We don't see that. We see, pray for them, pray peace and pray for them. And I'm like, well, well, that's good. But, you know, honestly, we need to repent. Yeah. As a people, as a church, as a nation. And if we don't repent, America will fall. And I believe that we've already come to that place where God has said, it's done. And now we're just waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Well, and understand too, that this isn't just something that Pastor Crystal has seen. Um, There are other people, other prophets, other well-known prophets, um, um, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn being another one who say that. And not only that, he actually goes into detail of explaining the, the pattern that's set up for a nation that's founded on God and then chooses to walk away and how long they have um, is dependent on um, their own attitude and their own heart that, but God won't be mocked and he will only allow it for so long until, you know, if we keep pushing him away, eventually he will give us over to our own way. As, and that's essentially the idea is that he he will give us over to to what we desire. We say all these things knowing very well, too, that we aren't God. We are simply messengers. Yeah. God has a right to change his mind. Yes. God mm-hmm. has the right to um, give us grace, give us more time. Um, we don't have a timeline exactly. We're giving this is this is these are the years yes. yeah. that we've been given. But that's God's timeline god's years he could change his mind and decide if he sees repentance Mm -hmm. for us to change but so far what we've seen is we've seen warnings and instead of repentance we see people racing faster yes and farther away from god yes not repenting not turning their hearts and anybody who dares to raise their voice and say repent immediately gets labeled as somebody hateful as somebody who is hurtful and not loving. But if you see your child racing towards a cliff, you're going to want to go and grab them and yes. not continue to let them race off the cliff. That is truly being loving is to say, to return to God, return 
to the Lord. It's not that God is making this happen to hurt you. God is removing his hand and this is the result. Yes. Yes. And you know, uh, real quick, I want to add this because I think it's important in this case, because I don't want you to, you know, it, if there's any doubt in your mind, I actually want you to go listen to Jonathan Kahn as well, because uh, for two reasons. One, uh, I listened to one of his sermons, The Elijah Paradigm. And one of the th- reasons why I'm recommending this is first, a lot of what they're talking about right now is brought up in that. But the second part is, is by the end of it, you will be cheering because we're on the right side. Well, yeah, right we're side. on the right side. Yeah. And if you're not, get to it. Yeah. And repent. That's the idea. Because yeah. at the end of it, I was driving and cheering because yes. he will fire you up as a Christian as to why this is all happening. And so yeah. gatewaypeople.com, if you search for the Elijah paradigm, it was uh, March 11th, I believe is the the date. And it just search for Jonathan Kahn. And it's a great sermon that I think will uh, reinforce everything that's being said here as well as fire you up, which I'm hoping that's the point we're doing this too, is, you know, uh, as Pastor Crystal says, she doesn't want to be a, De- a Debbie Downer. But if you are a Christian that has repented and you believe the, some of these things, you know, it's sad, but at the same time should bring you a measure of joy knowing that, yes. that it's going to be fulfilled, that the Bible is being fulfilled. Yes. And yes. so that should strengthen you. Mm-hmm. Not You should never be scared of the Bible. No, I remember no. you saying that for years. Yeah, you should never be you afraid should, of anything yeah. the Bible says. No, yeah. absolutely not. I, I do want to address that because that is one of the things that the Lord has shown me that through the tribulation, through the persecution, the church is going to come out powerful yeah. and that we, yeah. we, we, that this is what the Lord is just even quickening me right now is that the light shines brightest in the darkness yes. mm-hmm. and Amen. that the church and the people of God that press through and, and that, that continue to seek him and seek his face that continue to do and be what he's asked them to do and be that continue to hold fast to the word of God. There's, there's miracles and signs and wonders coming like have never before been seen on the face of this earth. Yes. And so there's a, there is a great awakening that is going to happen before Christ returns. That has to happen. Yes. It has to happen. Yeah. And so that's what excites me. It's not, you know, I, and, and I know that we have to say these things of this, this is coming. You have to prepare yourself because God is warning us and he always prepares his people. Yes. And so when I see these things, right. Mm-hmm. And even with America falling and Amanda's going to share something in a minute, I want you to share that. Okay. Right. Um, about, uh, about what she's seen in America. I have seen specific cities in America fall and Seattle being one of them. Yes. Uh, that's not just from me. There's been several people that have seen that very same yeah, thing, including me, including mm-hmm. Amanda. And so, um, but what I want the people to get is that God is still God. Yes. Over all of this. And we will come out victorious on the other side and that we are here for such a time as this. Yes. This is a great time to be here. Yes. This is where faith is made. This is where greatness is made. Yes. In the darkness, when our light shine the brightest. Yes. The be- it's a glorious time. Yes. And yeah. I- oh. uh, well, I was Go going to say, um, one of the sermon, another sermon I had been listening to, it specifically talked about end times, and it was talking about the fact that, you know, right now, the church is the only thing that stands that's in the right. way that's of right. 
you know, the devil absolutely wreaking havoc right. on yep. this earth. That's right. That's when it. When the rapture happens, yeah. it says in scripture that yeah. that we, the church, will be removed. Well, we're, we're with that withholding influence. And so yep. that's what, exactly what we're talking about. That's is right. Coming, and you want to be on that part of it. Yes. Because yeah. the tribulation is not going to be that's a good right. thing. Yeah. That's right. Well, and I think a lot of that repentance is turning towards the Lord, trusting that he will prepare you and knowing that if your God isn't comfort that you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Because if that's where it's going to be the most impactful is if you are serving comfort, if comfort is the most important thing to you, you then yes, it's going to be problematic. But if you're like, Lord, I am willing, I'm ready. This is exciting because those prayers that are, that people have been praying and seeking, when are people going to come? When are they going to repent? When are they going to come to us? This is God's way of snatching them away from the cliff, snatching them away from the edge. He's giving them a chance to see what it's like yes. really without him. Yes. And we should mm. get excited because we get to be a part of that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's not anything to to fear. God is going to prepare you if you seek him and he's going to prepare you to be ready for that time as best as we can be ready yes. for that time. Yes. Um. So did you? Yeah, go ahead yeah, okay. and share that. So the other vision, and I haven't shared this anywhere. So this is the first place this is getting shared. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. <laughs> um, so this happened over the summer. Um, and it is a combination of a vision and a dream. And actually, it was it was a wild vision because it actually happened. It wasn't something that I just saw. I wasn't transported. It was something I literally saw happen in front of my eyes. Um, as I, I was driving down the road and this beautiful bald eagle came flying right before me and it was carrying a branch in its claw and it was so heavy and it was right in front of me in the road. It dropped the branch right in front of me and flew off. And I looked around because I'm like, am I the only one? No, there's no way I was the only one here to see this, but there was nobody else there. And I drove past it going, is that branch real? Was that? I mean, it was so wild. And then um, a few nights after that, I think it was actually maybe in a few weeks after that, I had this dream. And in the dream, I'm walking down. Um, a dirt road, and I was going to put some mail in a chute, and all of a sudden, these almost harpoon-like metal rods started coming and landing all around me, and I'm shaking, and I'm praying, and I I get the mail away, and then I run into a, a hall, and I walk over, and a hand reaches out to give me some food. And I knew immediately that the person attached to that hand, I didn't even know who they were, was helping the enemy, enemies of this camp, give information to know where we were to get those harpoons and those arrows into the camp. (laughs) And so this person comes out and starts and I see them and, and it's a female and she's walking around and she's talking to this other woman, both of whom are are all working together to give information to the enemies of this camp to show where it is and to get right to the heart of it. And um, then her son comes out, too. And I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me in the dream and say, go to this woman and say, God loves you. Jesus loves you. 
and go to her son specifically and say, Jesus loves you. And so I, I went and did that in the dream. And she starts weeping and she says, no one, I want to be a Christian, but nobody will say this to me because um, they have been so mean to my son. And I couldn't be a Christian because they've been so mean to my son. And I said, well, your son is loved by Jesus. You are loved. Let's pray. And I and all the other Christians were just standing around. And I said, let's pray for this family. And so we start praying over this family to receive the Lord. But even then, there was still a fight and a battle with the enemy. And I woke up actually still fighting (laughs) out of this dream. And I sent it to Crystal and these two visions side by side. And her immediate interpretation was this was more than just a compound. I, I had missionaries in my head. And she's like, no, this is these are nations. These these are this is the United States. And she sent me an image of the seal. And there's the eagle. One claw is the branch for peace. And the other is the arrows. And immediately the same as I had, you know, I had, we had been talking about the gold statues and she said, that's the statue for my dream. The same thing happened with those arrows because I had never seen anything like that before. And I was thinking like harpoons and she, and, and she's like, look at the seal. And on the, and if you look at the seal of the United States, the, the arrows on the other side, and I'm all, those are the arrows for my dream. Yeah. They were the exact same arrows. Well, the scary part of that is the dropping yeah, the, the dropping branch. of the, the branch. The dropping of the branch. And that's, so I That's immediately when you said that. Yeah. I went, I sent I went, you a scripture. Yep. I sent you a scripture too yep. from uh, Ezekiel, mm-hmm. right? And it is was it chapter 17, I believe? Yeah, I have it. I In Ezekiel it chapter 17, and it was describing exactly what she saw. Mm. Yes. I mean, almost verbatim. Yeah, almost verbatim what she saw, you know. And so um I have it. 17 starting in verse 1. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, pose a riddle and speak a parable to the house of Israel and say, Thus saith the Lord God, a great eagle with large wings and long um, pinions full of feathers of various colors came to Lebanon and took from the cedar the highest branch and he cropped it. um, He cropped off its topmost (laughs) young twig and carried it to a land of trade, and he set it in a city of merchants. And then he took some of the seed of the land and planted it in the fertile field, and he placed it in abundant waters and set it like a willow tree. And it grew and became a spreading vine of low stature. Its branches turned towards him, and its roots were under it. And it became a vine, brought forth branches, and put forth shoots. And there was another great eagle, large wing with many feathers, and behold, this vine bent its roots towards him and stretched its branches towards him and from the garden terrace where it had been planted that he might water it. It was planted in a good soil by many waters to bring forth branches, um, bear fruit and become a majestic vine. Say, thus saith the Lord, will it thrive? Will it not pull up its roots, cut off its fruit and leave it and leave it to wither? All of its spring leaves will wither, and no great power or many people will be needed to pluck it up by its roots. Ooh, behold, it is planted. <laughs> will it thrive? Will it not utterly wither when the east winds touch? And when the east wind touches it, and will it wither in the garden terrace where it grew? That's a little ominous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially you wow. know, I I listened to something that was talking about uh, what things mean in the Bible. And the vine is 
Jesus, or yes. in this case, it sounds to me, and I could be wrong, but it no, could be the church. Yes. Yeah. And the branches are us. Yeah. And it's yeah. Depending on, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that eagle symbolizing the United yeah. States, that it's like, will, and it, and it's, and the author's literally saying, will it thrive? Will it continue? Yeah, will it? And that's almost the question, yeah. you know, being posed right now. Right. Because, it, you know, God won't be mocked. We're grafted in. We are not the chosen people. And, right. and he will just as yeah. easily pluck us up, won't he even more so than his own people, Israel. Mm-hmm. We have to be very careful because we're following the same exact pattern. Yeah. 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 Wow. We've got about four minutes before you need to leave. So four do minutes. you want okay. you got anything else? You got anything you want else to... that you want to say? Did you want to? Well, just that that you know, in that dream, we there have been lots of different in- interpretations, and I I mean I I'm gonna li- leave it a little open, but it seems pretty obvious and clear that there is peace falling. I've, you caught on to that immediately, as did Crystal, and that these are nations we're talking about. So it's it seems pretty obvious of some sort of warfare. Um, what that exactly looks like, but it was there was a lot of it that was underground. There was a lot of it that was covert, and that the true church was ready in the midst of it to intercede and to bring people to Jesus if we will just seek Him and turn to Him, and if we will repent and we will follow after what He has for us. This is awesome. Now I bought a daily devotional. To read, and the reason I bought it was, you know, going full time with the podcast and everything else, and uh, not not working anymore. I was constantly seeking God, even though I mean, I've heard straight. You know, Crystal had a prophetic word for me that yes, this is of God. Do it, and fighting it just because I'm not sure. So we finally do it, and I open this book, and right to it, it said, you know, basically it said what you're doing is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Fast forward to today. The one I read today falls right in line with this. And I actually wish I had it in here yeah, with me. And, yeah. I, and uh, today to my, to the word I received today falls right in line with oh, what we're supposed God. to be doing. And praise the biggest God. thing is again, let this be a, a joyful thing. Let this be a, a, a message. And it is that that's what it was. Sorry. I got it. Okay. that's me it's the life with me it is that sometimes you have to forsake the things of this world not sometimes you should be but you have to forsake things of this world your job your comforts in order to go out spread the word of the god repent and follow him and this is going to be the tough decisions coming and that's what i see out of the the overall theme of all of these things is look it's coming whether you like it or not what are you going to do? Are you going to seek the comfort yeah. of whatever the government or whatever this false prophet says? Yeah. Or are you going to stick to the word of God and know that he's going to take care of you one way or the other? And and the other thing that comes in mind is is the, the uh, was it Pastor Steve's uh, threaten me with death? Mm. If you're a true follower of yeah. Christ, death should not be a scary, no, thing. It's not a scary thing. And so if we go to the point of, you know, if you let your mind go to the worst case, it's still a little scary, but at the same time, you're going to go see God sooner. Again, not that we want to do that, but it should remove that fear. Again, be with be with the Holy Spirit and the idea that there is no fear with him. Yeah. I do want to say one last thing, too, is that if you are not 
connected to the body of Christ, you're not going to make it. Yes. And I, I know that you have seen that. I have seen that. I've had other people have seen that. Literally, they're sinking they're sinking ships. Yes. Churches are sinking ships right now. And there's only going to be a few that are in the truth. And you need to be connected to that. Yes. You need to be connected to that. You yes. need to get on board mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Because the those, For real. Yeah. Those things that are coming, they're going to look really good. And they're going to fool a lot of people. And they're going to convince a lot of people that... Um, those who are following Jesus are being rude, are being unloving, are being unkind, that are not actually doing what Jesus called us to do, which is to proclaim the truth and repent. Let that let let that ring out uh, again. I, I totally agree with that. If you are not connected, of course, I'm going to talk about Faith and Victory Church. We are one of those churches. I promise you. And there there are others out there. I'm going to talk about ours from firsthand knowledge and knowing that as as being connected, when we're not with our family in, in our church, it feels weird. It really does. Yeah. When we go on vacation, yeah, it does. we want to be home. And yeah. I highly recommend and, and implore you to, yes, find a church that is preaching the truth, is not afraid to preach the truth. Get in that church quickly because it, it, it's going to it, it literally it's literally going to mean death. life or death. Yeah, and, it is. And yeah. You need, Spiritual you need life be, or death. Yeah. Yes. And you will, you will, I can't even, it'll take me forever to go through all the reasons why you should. But uh, if there was any one reason, let this be the yeah. one. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yep. Well, ladies, I really appreciate you taking time out to come in and talk about this. I know Thank it's, you, it's not necessarily an easy subject, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, as we said in the beginning of this, it's one that needs to be yeah. heard. That's right. Yeah. So Amen. I appreciate you coming in. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that was a great episode. I love actually, I actually do love listening to that kind of prophecy. I mean, I know it's not the greatest news, but it a reaffirmation of God's love for us and that he's going to fulfill what he said in the Bible. Yeah. So I listened to the podcast yesterday and this morning, you know, God just woke me up and was and just brought this verse uh, to my mind in Revelation 2. And it's repeated multiple times in Revelation 2 and in chapter 3. The verse being, I'm going to read from Revelation 2, verse 7, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And I think that just is a great reminder that we can hear this word, we can hear this word of prophecy, but are you going to listen? Are you going to take that to heart? Are you going to change anything if you need to? Like Pastor Crystal and Amanda said, it should lead us to repentance, right? You know, it should lead, uh, whether you're a believer or not, hopefully it draws non-believers to, to Christ and to give their life to him. But also for us who are believers, are we repented? Do we have that repentant heart? And are we going to hear? Are we going to listen and hear to what the Spirit says? Because the Spirit is saying something. It's just, are we listening? Right. And God will always tell his people before he does something. And so, yes, if you have ears to hear today, hear this message. And that's the Mallorca Ministry.
was a great episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I uh, wanted to apologize. Went a little bit longer than normal, but uh, thought about splitting these up just wasn't going to happen. It uh, was such a great episode. I wanted to get it all in one shot. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at Thrive Podcast, and uh, we are also on Twitter at Thrive Podcast. If you want to get a hold of us, you can go ahead and send an email to podcast at thrivepodcast.org. Until next week, we will see you later. Remember, continue to bring glory to God. Have a blessed week.